Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. This podcast is produced and distributed by BizRadio Asheville. To receive the free BizRadio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back another week with my brand new show. As always, I want to thank Matt Matan for giving me this opportunity and being such a great um, biz radio mentor and boss. And I also want to thank my fourth guest, on the show, Miss Julietta Funberg of Julietta Funberg Creative. And today I'm rounding out my top five. I am gonna have my fifth guest who is very special to me because without him, I would not have been able to purchase my house. <laughs> he was my boss. Um, I do have a job where I am a W-2, where I'm an employee. So that's something I want to touch on, too, because I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurs feel like you can't also have a W-2 job. And I've been there almost three years, so I'm very grateful to this guest because it allowed me the flexibility to grow my business um, and still have the benefits needed for having a young child. So at this time, I want to introduce one of the smartest accountants I know, the best boss that I had, which was just over a little bit over a year and just an amazing human being, Jeff Still, Jeff with a G, the chief financial officer of the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. Welcome, Jeff. Why, thank you, Veronica. Thank you for having me. And that was a little bit too nice of an intro. (laughs) Anybody that knows Jeff knows that he, he, I don't know anybody that doesn't like you. You're just such a nice person. Thank you. (laughs) So how have things been? Yeah, absolutely. How's life since the pandemic? We really haven't seen each other a lot in the last year. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, You know, I I, um, switched over to the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation a year ago, February 18th. I, I moved um, there to be the CFO. And within the first month, uh, I caught pneumonia and <laughs> I had to close the office and went into crisis management because of the pandemic. And, you know, things have been a full speed race ever since. Wow. I just want to jump right into that. Um, you know, that's one thing that I think the pandemic showed is that you have to be able to switch gears. You can't just do things how we've always done it. And I've seen a lot of businesses crash and burn. So before we get into learning a little bit about you, we'd like to give tips. What would be things that you would say during this pandemic that you learned and advice that you can give to other nonprofits and small businesses to help them survive? Because you've really made a huge difference in your company to really make sure that they're thriving during this time. Yeah, it, it really was for for us. It was I reached into into the the quiver and pulled out every arrow that I had seen from previous um, positions that I had, crises that we had gone through. Um, you know, 
use Google, make Google my friend. I was on PPP as they were first starting to talk about it in Congress. Um, and that's the know, Paycheck Protection, um, I think, plan. <laughs> I yes, can't remember exactly. the last piece. And from that, you know, really interacted with our board, uh, the board and, and uh, especially our finance chair and I mm -hmm. reached out to banks all across the country, trying to find banks that would help us um, to secure funding. Um, and we did, uh, you know, we were very progressive in our approach um, as a fundraising group. Uh, we're very event centric. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a r motorcycle ride, ride for kids, uh, walk runs, um, golf tournaments, things like that all around the country. We had to cancel all of them. We, we have not had a, an in-person event since the pandemic hit. Wow. And, you know, that cost us over $3 million worth of funding. Whoa, um, whoa. Hubba da, hubba da, hubba da. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. It is. So you have, you have to make a lot of decisions on the fly. You know, one of the, one of the early ones that we did was a cash management, just really trying mm -hmm. to figure out how many days cash on hand we had yes. um, so that we could figure out early on, you know, how many days can we pay staff? How, what, what can we, what expenses can we put off, you know, mm -hmm. writing letters to landlords and things like that saying, Hey, this is what's happening. Um, right. Being very progressive in that, in that way. That's awesome. I mean, because we talked quite a bit and Jeff helped me walk through. I filled out quite a few PPP applications for my part time job and as well as for my clients. And it kept changing and it kept evolving. So you had to be flexible. There wasn't something that you could copy from the prior year because it was all new. So I love that advice that you kind of have to pull from your past experiences and just walk out on faith and just do the things that are working. And if it's not working, just keep trying until something sticks. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into your background and how you came to Asheville, because again, you're a transplant just like myself and you have an entrepreneurial past too, that I want you to share. And then we'll get to the pediatric brain tumor foundation and how that hit close to home with your experience with having a son that had a brain tumor. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I'm an accountant. I've been a director of finance or CFO since 1997. You're, uh, so. you're also a lawyer. So I'm really like geeking out because I have an obsession with accountants and lawyers. So I'm just throwing that out there. I am. And, you know, <laughs> when I when I went to law school, I started law school in 1999. Um, and I figured that what I would you know, what I would be is a, a CPA JD doing mm -hmm. mega mergers and acquisitions and things like that. Love it. Um, and a, a few things happened that, that caused me not to, to go that route and to stay with finance, um, to, to work with the university where I went to the law school. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned about entrepreneurial spirit. One of the things that happened was um, in working with the university, I realized that there was a gap in the legal education for non-lawyers mm -hmm. um, to be able to research and, and do kind of the things I did with Google and, and researching the CARES Act. Um, and just understanding what legislation was. And so I worked with the university to create a master's of science in uh, education law uh, for non-lawyers. So, you know, so Jeff, can we name drop like that. that university? Do you want to give them any, any publicity? What university? We can. It's Nova Southeastern University out of, out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, nice. Yes. And so, 
you know, 15 years later, it's a degree that they're still offering and uh, they've actually grown the program to include uh, to health professionals and several different areas now as well. So that is so cool. Yeah. And then um, later on, because schools were my background, I worked to create a school uh, to open a school, got right down to the end. And that that one didn't pan out. Still the mm. entrepreneurial spirit, but um, you know, we had a million dollars pledged and it was right after the 2008 financial meltdown and people uh. held really tight to their wallet and started doing the, well, I'll give my money when they give their money. Right. And uh, we, we pulled the plug on it, but it helped um, later on when I went into the insurance industry and worked with uh, Tabs Insurance and helped grow, grow that as well. And so a couple of successes and, you know, one or two failures. Um, but, you know, it, it's been it's it's fun to have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I know you've got it because you've got your hands in so many different areas. And, you know, that's what I what I love about you so much. Oh, well, thanks, Jeff. And, and don't forget to tell people you represent Fort Lauderdale, right? That's home. That's where you were for over. And I don't want to date you 40 years. <laughs> 45. Yes. I, I lived in, in Fort Lauderdale for almost 45 years. And uh, um, so I'm a little old. Um, <laughs> you're vintage. You're not old. Yes. I, I like to joke with people now that my house that I owned in Fort Lauderdale was eight feet above sea level. And the house I, I own in Asheville now is 2,701 feet above <laughs> sea level. So a little bit of a change there. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. So now what brought you to Asheville from Fort Lauderdale with beautiful weather? And I think it might be a little cheaper. Who knows? <laughs> hey, there's a lot of traffic down there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting. You know, you mentioned faith early and I, I believe that it had to do with my faith, but uh, my family, uh, I have a, a, a wife and four children. Three of wow. my children are biological and one is adopted. And my son that's adopted is from Nigeria. Yes, and, yes. I and, love that uh, about Jeff. He has a black African son. Yes, yes absolutely. And uh, actually, almost five years in 2016, May 5th, 2016, he was having some headaches. Then one night he, he started throwing up and we knew that right away that there, that, that was not a good combination. So we, we just got our shoes on, got mm -hmm. out of bed, got our shoes on, took him to the hospital. And... Uh, I was 16 at the time, and it turned out that he had um, he had a brain tumor, um, oh, and he had a massive goodness. brain tumor. It was the size of a an avocado. And Jeff, at that time, how long had you guys had your son living with you? Let's see. It was going on three years. Okay. So yeah, you know, so they brought him in. He his heart rate in the emergency room was 22 beats per second, which, as you can imagine, is very slow. Yes. And so. They admitted him right there, took him in for a CAT scan, brought him back, moved us over closer to the nurse's station. So I knew that there was probably, that that probably was not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And I heard them calling for an emergency transport. It was almost midnight, an emergency transport and a neuro, neurological consult and an MRI. And I figured, okay, it's a big hospital. And then they started spelling his name and when you get E-L-O-C-H, yo, I knew it was mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And uh, they brought us out and they showed us his brain tumor. And the doctor looked at me and he said, do you have any questions? And the only question I had is, is it survivable? And his mm -hmm. response was, we don't know. And uh, from that moment, they, they put him and my wife in an ambulance and raced them across town to a trauma hospital. 
the rest of the night we found ourselves praying that he would survive the moment not mm -hmm. even that he would be okay and everything i mean he was going through convulsions it was you know they had oh to hit him gosh. with they had to hit him with a steroid so that they could give him pain relievers so that it wouldn't kill him and uh then he had to have because his heart rate was so low he had to have cardiac clearance before he could go in for surgery um and then the next afternoon he had emergency surgery wow and fast forward now how is your son doing he is uh he is now a a uh rising senior in college uh wow. he graduated from Asheville christian uh, academy here in Asheville. he's a basketball player he's six foot ten and uh, he's on scholarship at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and uh, he's doing well. And he came home yesterday afternoon for a three-week break, so he's oh, here. Oh, wow. And that's where I, I just, I'm just going to sit on my Christian box and say, you can't tell me there's not a God when something like that happens, because that he's just a walking miracle. Absolutely. So I see that you know, that's probably the track that maybe had you gravitate towards the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. So tell us, how did you then move from Fort Lauderdale, you get to Asheville, and now you're with the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation? Yeah, so I was at a school that was a tied, to a, tied to a big church, and I was director of finance and, and on the operations team, and went on vacation and they eliminated my job when I came back and oh, I totally get it. I, I disagreed with the, the decision, but I totally got it. What they did was they consolidated my department with the um, CFO's department in the church, which was the parent company. And it was a cost savings measure, right. but it was See, tough. Is, you know? Yeah. This is where you're such a nice guy. All of us would have been like, this is bull. You know what? And you're like, <laughs> I get it. I totally, that's why I always say, if I had to be fired, I want Jeff Still to fire me. <laughs> well, so the, the neat thing was, you know, that was a Wednesday morning. Um, on my way home from that news, I, I had talked to a headhunter out of Boston six months before, and I had his card in my, my pocket, so I called him. Um, and I reached out to a couple different people. I had five interviews that week. Wow. and. Uh, they flew me up. I flew to Boston and I flew to New Jersey the following week. And then that Friday I had a call with, um, with a guy out of Asheville as well. Um, Pete Upton, who's one of the most awesome guys I know. Yes. And, uh, we started talking and, and when I got back from New Jersey, my mom picked me up at the airport, me and my wife. And she said, well, what job are you going to take? And I said, the one in Asheville. And she goes, but they haven't offered you that. And I said, they will. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that was back in 2017. 2017, yeah. So um, so six weeks later, I was moving to Asheville, moved my senior, my, uh, three kids, including Easy, who was a senior in, in high school. We moved here October 1st. Um, and uh, we were here. We were in Asheville and ready to go. Yes. And, and Jeff, just describe to the listeners the physicality of your family. I mean, you're about, what, 6'8"? Six, I'm 6'7". Six, so seven. Six, seven. Yeah, so I'm when six, you guys seven. walk into a restaurant, what are we seeing when we see your family? Uh, you're seeing multicultural. You're seeing <laughs> tall. Um, yes. You are seeing, um, well, now we also have, a, a, my oldest son has a fiance, and Easy has a very, very steady girlfriend. And Easy um, is your son that had the brain tumor for those. Yes, from Nigeria, correct. 
Yes. Wow. So I want to make sure that we have time to talk about the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, because a lot of times people don't realize some a huge foundation like this is based right here in Western North Carolina. And we want to make sure that we can support you guys. And I just want you to plug all the, the mission of the Brain Tumor Foundation, how we can help, what activities you guys have going on in May, June and July, things that we can support you guys with. Absolutely. And so May May is actually Brain Tumor Awareness Month. So not only is oh, it wow. the, the anniversary of Easy's Brain Tumor, but it's Brain Tumor Awareness Month. And so we're kicking off our Ride for Kids program and our Starry Night program, which is a run walk. Ride for Kids is a motorcycle um, enthusiasts ride that, that we have. Um, obviously, because of the fact that we're dealing with the pandemic, we've had to go more to virtual and mm-hmm. do-it-yourself rides than than you know in-person rides, um, but we're we're really big on on the ride for kids ride in the motorcycle community. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do versus cancer, which is working with schools and colleges and and pro teams to help raise funds, and then we do um, some online. We we um, have a gaming program now that we do with online streamers uh, called Game On, and so there's there's many different ways to get involved. Uh, we encourage you to do that. The Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation was started in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, back in the 80s. It moved to Asheville because of Mike and Diane Trainer, the start, the founders of the program, their love for Asheville and the Blue Ridge and this community. And wow. so they, they, they brought it up here to Asheville and it's been here since. Uh, we're located uh, over by the outlet malls. It's really a cool thing. Yeah. So what is the website, Facebook, social media? How do we hit the donate button for a pediatric brain tumor foundation? Absolutely. So we we are at curethekids.org is our website. And uh, if you type in either pediatric brain tumor foundation or PBTF, the initials, it will take you to just about every social media channel, uh, channel that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as the um, the website. On our website, on the top right corner, we have a Give Now uh, button. Easiest way to go about it. If you're interested, uh, I encourage you to. Um, it, what we do, um, what that money goes to, just to let you know, is that we we fund research uh, at top colleges across the country, early re- early career research grants uh, for people that are, are doing cancer research. Uh, we fund clinical drug studies because um, pharmaceuticals try to um, just take adult drugs and break them in half and give them to kids. Oh, They're gosh. Too toxic. And, and so we're trying to stop the toxicity on drugs. So we're funding clinical trials. Uh, we fund emergency um, funds for families that are going through treatment whose children are in, in treatment. So we pay their rent, their mortgage, their electricity, their car payment, their insurance payment. Um, Since the pandemic started, Ronald McDonald House has not been able to allow too many people into their houses. So we've been paying for hotel stays for families. Um, And sadly, we we pay for funerals as well. Um, And uh, and then we we have camps that we run. We have peer-to-peer mentoring groups. We have webinars that we put on with um, St. Jude's and, and doctors from Duke University and uh, uh, Dana-Farber and Harvard and you know some of the top places as well. So we really um, work on that. And then we also work putting on conferences and training for people. We work with, uh, with uh, the Society of Neuro-Oncologists and the International Society of Neuro-Oncologists 
and we put on the pediatric portion of their um, of their their programming. I want to say real quickly, um, you mentioned that CNN had mentioned something about the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. So real quick before we close out, if you can just give a little plug on what Warner Media is doing to support you guys as well. Yeah. So last Wednesday, Renee Marsh, one of their correspondents, lost her 25 month old son, mm. uh, Blake, and uh, so they had they had reached out to us and and uh, begun doing some work with us. And on Sunday, on the State of the Union show, uh, they mentioned the fact that Blake had passed away, and they put a call to action to uh, donate to the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. The easiest way to do it is to go to Renee Marsh's page on Twitter or Instagram, and she's got a link right there. Um, but you can also get there through Dana Bash and Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer's uh, Twitter pages because they retweeted it. And Warner Media has let their staff know that they're matching any of the employee donations one to one. So wow. basically, donations in Blake's name. And see, that's the type of things that you don't hear about as much. We hear a lot of negative things in the news, especially now with a lot of just racism and things coming in the forefront and, and violence and just things of that sort that a lot of people just don't even turn on the news. So it just really warmed my heart when you shared with me that story. I feel so bad for that family that lost their child. But I am happy that it is bringing awareness and hopefully we could prevent, you know, future deaths and we can get this pediatric you know, brain tumor under control. Absolutely. We are working for a cure. And that's one of the things about cancer is it does not discriminate, you know, it it discriminate against races, uh, against what country you live in. Mm -hmm. You know, PC's tumor started growing when he was an infant, when he was in Nigeria. Um, You know, the same as Blake's did here in, in the United States. Um, It, it, it doesn't discriminate against male, female height, Wait. Yep. And and so it's a commonality that we all have. And uh, you know, there there are there are sad stories that go about with it, and there are great success stories of of overcoming as well. And so, you know, the whole idea that that we have is to support families to to help find a cure, and to just eradicate this brutal, terrible disease that's out there. It, it's just it it's my heart goes out to every family that gets that diagnosis. And I know what it feels like to get that diagnosis because I was there. Wow. Well, Jeff, I could talk to you all day long, but we have to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for coming on, being in my top five (laughs) of my first top five guests. And um, I just want to thank the listeners again for tuning in to come back same place, same time, 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. And you can stay connected to all things Biz Radio um, by going to bizradioashville.com or getting the app by entering 36260 as the contact and texting Asheville. So, again, Jeff, thank you so much. And I look forward to um, Brain Tumor Awareness Month in May. So we'll be chatting soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Veronica. Have a great day and love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.